JD Talking Sports, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2017. Now, I thought I was going to have news today that Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are fighting. And that's what it sounded like. What did I read? The Daily Mirror, one of those English papers? Said it's happening. It's right around the corner. Well, Instagram today, Mayweather said that he's happy being retired. I don't know who to believe. Said he isn't close to fighting McGregor. McGregor actually, you know, he had that big press conference brouhaha with Nate Diaz before UFC 202. He actually had to go shoot an anti-bullying video for school kids, part of his deal with the Nevada Sports Commissioner. Hey, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be great. They said it's a billion-dollar fight. Will it be a billion-dollar fight? Isaac, I'm sorry. Sometimes I love Isaac, but sometimes it just gets in my, you know, but I digress. Brock Lesnar, 39, he's retiring from the UFC. Said he's going to fight WrestleMania versus Goldberg. Now, I never got into W... What was it? WWF? Was a kid WWE? It just... You know, I still was Superfly Snooker and other, other, others guy, Hulk Hogan, other guys. I just didn't really get my juices flowing. Well, Lesnar beat Mark Hunt back at UFC 200 in Vegas, but then tested positive after the fight, and Mark Hunt was all pissed off. He had a year suspension. He decided to retire, which got him out of the UFC anti-doping program, and if he comes out of retirement, it's going to be five months left in a suspension. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar had a great time, but it's time to move on to greener pastures, you know, and I wish him best of luck. I really do. I really do. I enjoyed watching him fight. I especially liked his tattoo around his chest. I would never say that to his face because his hand, I think, could crush me, my whole body. I mean, I think his hand was bigger than my whole body. He's a big dude. What was he? National Wrestling Champion at Minnesota, I think. Now, UFC, I'll watch. Wrestling, not as much. We were just watching, actually, the Westminster Dog Show. My mom made prime rib tonight. It was fantastic. Fantastic prime rib. We went to the show a couple years ago, and we got through one group. It was, they showed 32 dogs. Each dog is like 32 dogs. And my mom goes, you couldn't give me any of these dogs. It was a sporting group, big dogs, like Dobermans and Mastiffs and all that. I, I loved them all. I mean, some ugly dogs, but Peanuts, my bulldog, is an ugly dog, but beautiful ugly to me. All right. Now, hmm. And then we have the Knicks. Because you know what? This is a soap opera that's never going to end, right? Now, Oakley's ban from James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, lasted four days. But Oakley isn't ready to accept James Dolan's invite to come to Madison Square Garden. Now, he he's having a press conference. He, you know, he's still having pain. He's still in pain. He's still hurting. And he wants MSG to apologize to the fans. Which, of course, they have no plans to issue a public apology. Now, MJ got involved. He actually called in the meeting with Dolan, Oakley, and the commissioner, Adam Silver, on Monday to ease the tension, as they said. And I love this from Oakley. This was perfect. (laughs) The swimming pool is still full of water. It takes a while for it to drain. Just, it flows when you talk. You know, that's a beautiful way to say it. 
swimming pool is still full of water. It takes a while for it to drain. Hey, he's not going to get over it. Hey, you shouldn't. And the next, next home game would be February 25th versus the Sixers after the All-Star break. I don't think he's going to be there. And it's interesting. I, about the Knicks and the Rangers, I, I wanted to show, show the disparity between these two franchises. Now, they just concluded a nine-day stretch in which the two teams took turns playing home games at MSG. It was the Knicks one night, the Rangers the next, until Sunday when the Knicks played a matinee. That's when they beat the Spurs. And during those nine days, the Rangers went 4-0, they are a Stanley Cup contender. And they saw Henrik Lundqvist become the 12th goalie in NHL history with 400 victories. And during the same period, the Knicks went 1-4. Which means they'll probably be a lottery team. But Carmelo did pass Charles Barkley on the NBA scoring list, career scoring list. Now, during the previous 11 seasons, the Rangers never finished below 500. Made the playoffs 10 times. Yes, that's 10 times. And advanced to the conference finals twice. And the Stanley Cup Finals once in 2013-2014. No championships, but that's some good hockey. Now, the Knicks, in the same 11 years, eight times below 500, made the playoffs in just three instances and won one playoff series. One. Now, you know, James, I'm sorry, James L. L. Dolan, he loves the pizzazz and celebrity culture of the NBA. And he meddles with the Knicks. Now, Rangers... He keeps his mouth shut. And it made me think, you know, the article talked about some of the big rifts of sports teams here in New York. Well, you had Steinbrenner and Yogi Berra. Now, Steinbrenner uh, promised Yogi Berra, you know, that he would manage the team throughout the 1985 season. Well, two months, 16 games into the season, he was fired. Now, Berra was so goddamn pissed off, he boycotted the team as long as Steinbrenner owned it. It took 14 years for the two to reconcile. Then he had Billy Martin, who was, you know, hired, fired, hired, fired. Well, when he was a player with the Yankees, he was banished from the Yankees by the management team of Dan Topping, Del Webb, and George Weiss. On his 29th birthday, they had a huge brawl at the 1957, it was in 1957, at the Copa Cabana nightclub. Now, the thing was, he was dispensable. The other guys involved in the fight were Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford, not as dispensable. And I forgot about this, but Pat Riley spurned a lucrative contract offer, quit it with a fax in 95, went to Miami, and built three championship teams with the Heat. And then he had Bel- Bill Belichick, one day after head coach of the Jets, quit in 2000 with a terse note on a napkin. He said he was resigning as HC of the NYJ. Eh, kind of worked out with him in New England. Five championships. Kind of crazy, right? Crazy when you think about all that stuff. But you know what? We do have some good news, finally, for the Nets. I mean, they are 9-46. But Jeremy Lin returned to practice. He's been, well, he's been, yeah, he's returned to practice. He could face the Bucks. No, he's not. I'm sorry. The Nets are going to face the Bucks on Wednesday night. But he was cleared for practice. And Atkinson hopes he can be back for the eight-game road trip, which starts in Denver on February 24th. He's played 12 out of 55 games this season. He hasn't. He's been out since December 26. Uh, you know, hey, they someone they said let's get him back. Okay, so they have 56 games, then they'll have 26 games with Lynn at the end of the season. If he plays every game, which probably isn't going to happen, he will have played less than half of the games this season. Wow. Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
and McGregor, you know, I was, I was just talking about, I was talking about Floyd Mayweather. Well, and I, you know, social media is great because, you know, people can just instantaneously respond. McGregor responded on Instagram. He said, I am in Las Vegas. Floyd has retired on my, Floyd has retired on my arrival. And he's a picture in like a king's chair. Hey. Yeah, Ertz is very, very close. You think Floyd Mayweather is going to turn down all that money? Are you crazy? It's not happening. Come on. Let's be realistic here. Let's be real. Yeah, not happening. All right. Now, the interesting, Carmelo might be playing in the All-Star game because the Cavs, Kevin Love, is undergoing a left knee. Well, they said left knee scope. It could be surgery. He's going to be out six weeks. That means Channing Frye is now the new power forward for the Cavs. Cavs are playing tonight against the T-Wolves. And last I checked, Cavs are up 109-106 with about two, three, 259 left. But who's who's been exact? Fry actually has 21 points, 10 rebounds in 33 minutes tonight. James, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 14 assists. He's a beast, man. Kyrie Irving has 25 Wiggins, 41 for the T-Wolves. Wiggins has turned out to be a beast, man. A beast. And early in the game, I had it on on NBA TV. LeBron got his 51st and one. You know, the shot and one. He's second in the league behind DeMarco Cousins. That's a lot of and ones, right? He just looks like a man among children still. It's still watching him play. I love watching him play. Yeah, you know, he's amazing. And the Magic today made a big trade. They traded uh, Sergei Ibaka to the Raptors for Terrence Ross and a 2017 first-round pick. Now, Terrence Ross, yeah, Magic got that and a first-round pick. Wow, all right. Now, Ibaka is over 15, almost seven rebounds, almost two blocks a game. Ross, 10 points, almost three rebounds, and 22 minutes a game. The Celtics discussed Ibaka coming to them, but they didn't want to give up Terry Rozier, the point guard out of Louisville, who they took with the 16th pick in the 2015 draft. So Terry Rozier decided, hey, we want to keep the young guys. We don't want to get rid of them. And Sergei Ibaka thinks that he will sign a long-term deal with Toronto come offseason. We shall see. And I love when when coaches say this. He's not going anywhere. You can write that. Hawks president and coach Mike uh, Budenholzer on Paul Millsap trade speculation. I guess it's not happening. Also, I read that Hornacek said that the same thing. Nobody's going on the Knicks. We shall see. Time will be told. And LeBron talked about, actually, Kevin Lovey goes, it sucks. As long as I'm in the lineup, we have a chance. You know, it's kind of true. When you say that, I agree with him. And it's now not the NBA D-League. It's going to be called the G-League as part of the multi-year partnership with Gatorade. The G-League. It's kind of like the (laughs) G-spot. Sorry, that was That was fresh. That was fresh, J.D., very fresh, very fresh. J.D. Talking Sports, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, thoughts, ideas, reviews, critiques, whatever, love to hear from you. Then we have the Yankees, the Yankees. Girardi said Masahiro Tanaka will be opening day starter April 2nd at 
Tampa Bay, 1.10 p.m. We are JD Talking Sports Drop the G. We try to be as precise as possible. And could this be the last year for Girardi? But who would they bring in? What do I think of Girardi? I think he's done a good job. I sometimes feel that he nitpicks too much and he overanalyzes things to death. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I watch his press conferences and I want to pull my pull my eyes out. But I'll tell you, he got a lot out of the team last year. They did finish one with their winning record. I didn't think they would do that last year after all the, the trades and all the guys that he get rid of. I think he he's around. I don't know who you'd bring in right now. I feel that, you know, he's going into his 10th year. He said... Uh, I don't envision myself doing anything different. You know, hey, he feels it. You know, we're here to win. This is there's some talent in the in in that room. He feels with the Yankees this year. I don't know if I agree with that. You need a lot of pitching. But if Tanaka has a good year, he's going to opt out, and the Yankees are going to have to keep him and pay him a lot of money. But they don't have a Rod anymore. It's a younger team. Key is how's Gary Sanchez going to do it? How's Greg Bird going to do it first base? You have a lot of question marks. The third base last year, they didn't get a lot of production out of. I guess we're going to see. Yeah, we're going to see. And they can't get rid of uh, they can't get rid of the outfield, all that money in the outfield. You know what? I mean, there's a lot of... But they, they have young guys. They have young guys at something. I just, I was thinking about who I would... Yeah, Jacoby Ellsbury, they're paying him. They owe him forever. Gardner, Gardner last couple of years has kind of gone downhill. Judge strikes out a lot, but anything's possible this year. You got Tyler Austin, who's fighting for some playing time. Aaron Hicks, good outfielder, but doesn't do no hit. And Matt Holliday, he's on a, he's on a one-year contract. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's a lot of what-ifs. A lot of what-ifs what ifs the Yankees do. The bullpen's strong. Starting pitching, and we don't know how CC's going to do this year. A lot up in the air. A lot up in the air. Now, also, you know, send my best to the D-backs bench coach, Ron Gardenhire. He said he has prostate cancer. He goes, I'm going to fight it and deal with it. Okay. And this kind of sucks for the Cardinals. Cards pitcher Alex Reyes, only 22, out of Elizabeth, New Jersey. He'll likely need season-ending Tommy John surgery, but we'll get a second opinion per Jim Bowden. Partially torn UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament of the elbow joint. Last year in 12 appearances, he had five starts, went 4-1, 157 ERA, and 52 Ks in 46 innings pitched. And then this one. Now, I had a teacher in grad school whose name I will not give out right now. She was on her, she was up in her attic, and she was walking on that stuff, you know, the Pink Panther, the, whatever that stuff to keep the, the heat in, whatever it's called, the, well, she fell through and fell in her toilet and exploded and everything. She broke her leg. Well, this guy, Brian Flynn, 26, days before departing for camp, fighting for a spot in the bullpen, was working on a barn, fell through the roof, displaced f- fractures in three, n- I'm sorry, three non-displaced fractures in his vertebrae, out eight weeks, eight weeks behind everybody else. I'm just like, dude, if you're going to go play this season, that's the last thing you should be doing. But someone wasn't giving him, someone wasn't talking his ear up and saying, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, you know, Jersey gets a bad rap a lot of times. I love Jersey. And Joe Brescia from the Times, Winter Baseball, New Jersey. Now, most people think year-round warm weather in the Dominican Republic, Florida, Southern California, Texas, usually hotbeds for Major League prospects. But, hey, New Jersey... 
The Field of Dreams are industrial hangars with fluorescent lighting, artificial turf, and mesh netting to protect the windows. But here in New Jersey, a lot of professional players and former pros willing to train alongside the kids. In Tom's River, you have Todd Frazier, graduate of Tom River South High, and current White Sox third baseman, hit 40 home runs last year. He has two brothers, Charlie and Jeff, who also played pro ball, and they each have their own training facilities. And in a backyard shed in Fork River, you can learn the proper grip for a changeup. Taught to you by Mark Leiter, brother of Al, pitched 11 years in the majors. And you know, hey, there's a chance you could be working out with a pro like, I don't know, Angels outfielder, AL MVP Mike Trout. A lot, a lot of him, people say he is the best player in baseball. Now, these clinics cost anywhere from 40 to 200 a day. And at least one of them, like the sessions run by Dan Richter, who has trained Mr. Trout since high school, are by invitation only. Now, Jaden Grillo, he's 13 of Homedale, New Jersey, attends winter clinics and is trained with Mr. Leiter. And he, you know, work with the pros. The, it, the success, it kind of, you know, it inspires him to do better and have hope, Jaden says. He said, you know, hey, we might, might not have the weather, but we have other resources. If you want to do it, you will and you can. I like that. Thank you, Joe Brescia. Joe Brescia from New York Times. I thought it was a pretty cool article. Yeah, I wanted to share that with you. All right. Now, the Giants have only one player now over 30 under contract, and that is quarterback Eli Manning. Now, they re-signed tight end Matt Lacoste to a one-year deal. He missed all of 2016 with a knee injury. But they liked him. I, they did like him that last season. They were looking forward to having him. Larry Donald's not going to be around. And, hey, Martellus Bryant could be. He is a free agent. I said, bring him back. Bring him back. He loved it here. He loved the food. Now, it's interesting. We talked about how Claude Julian was the most wins, ten, longest active coach, 10 years, won a lot of games with the Bruins. Got fired last week. Well, the Canadians, who are first in the Atlantic, 31-19, 31 wins, 19 losses, 8 ties, fired their coach, Michael Terrian, replaced it with Julian. This also happened back in 2002-2003 season, 46 games into that season, same thing happened. Julian replaced Tyrion, and Julian actually coached the Canadians, Canadians from 2003 to 2006. Tyrion was in his fifth season with the Canadians. How about that? But they've been one and six in February, and they decided to make a change. Won a Stanley Cup in Boston, Tyrion, and now he's going to play against. He's going to coach against them this year's season. They might even meet in the playoffs for all you know. How about that? Karma is a bitch. And I just saw Austin Matthews, the number one pick in the draft, grew up in Arizona. Two goals tonight. Maple Leafs beat the Islanders, beat them bad. 7-1, 27 goals tied for fourth most in the league. Sidney Crosby got his 999th career point tonight. Wow, that's Crosby's a hell of a career. Hell of a career. Well, I'll tell you, hockey in person, one of the greatest sports to watch, hands down. Now, a couple more things to put in perspective for UConn last night. They hadn't lost since they lost an OT to Stanford in November 2014. If that loss didn't happen, their streak would be 148 games. 
take it even that. Don't worry about it. They're 147 and one in the last 148 games. And in the AAC, they're 75 and 0 since its formation. The conference started, they are 75 and 0. Now, next year, they have Azura Stevens, a six foot six transfer from Duke, who people are saying this year would have been UConn's best player. And also add Megan Walker, nation's number one high school recruit. They also returned six of seven rotation players, except for Sanaya Chang, who's actually sharing the point guard duties with freshman phenom Crystal Dangerfield. I mean, talk about stocked, stacked, stocked, stacked, whatever you want to call it. The team is loaded, loaded, loaded. And this I found interesting. You know, NFL, you know, every year you can... I was talking to Ryan. Ryan's a guy that I'm working with right now. We're doing some work together. And he is a huge Knicks fan. But we were talking about how football, like we're talking about Cruz, how Cruz signs a contract, doesn't matter, gets $20 million up front. And then one year, we don't want him anymore. They could basically drop him for anything, and then he could re-sign for peanuts. Well, you have a double-digit million, double-digit million cap increases. Minimum spending requirements that NFL teams have to spend. And there still was $300 million in unused cap room on the table in 2016. And the f- owners continue to impose their power over the players. And I'll tell you, the next CBA is coming around. The, there's no way that money should be just sitting there not being used. That is that is bullshit. Unused cap, cap room? Unused? Ridiculous. I can't stand... I, I know everybody said, oh, they have more players. It's bullshit. Baseball has a lot of players. Everybody's guaranteed except football. I think football should be guaranteed. These owners make enough money as it is. It is a multi-billion dollar business. They can spread the wealth around, especially these players, because they, they need the money. After they're done playing, they're going to need that money. And NFL, hey, just a little, just a little slap on the wrist, but they're not going, not going to discipline the Seahawks for not reporting Richard Sherman's knee injury. Just a warning. Just a warning. But deflate gate four games. But you know, hey, don't report injuries. Eh, just just uh tisk tisk. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. And this made me feel good. Clint Dempsey, cleared to play, had a regular heartbeat last season, missed the actual MLS Cup with the Seattle Sounders in December when they won it. Thirty three. He will miss the two World Cup qualifiers, but could be on the field for twenty second year of the MLS starts next month. And he wants to play in the 2018 World Cup in Russia. I am rooting for him, Clint Dempsey. He's always fun to watch. Always fun to watch. And K-State has a new coach. I'm sorry, new quarterback coach. New quarterback coach, yes. Which is, you know, it's and, and it's a former player, which, which I'm, I'm always happy about a future player. I am always happy about a future player. And it's not any, it's it's funny, it's not just any former player. It is Colin Klein. He replaces Del Miller, who announces retirement Monday following a 45-year coaching career, 20 years at K-State. Klein was quarterback coach at Northern Iowa this past year. He was the 2012 Heisman finalist. He was a Heisman finalist for the team. He was actually one of the Johnny United. He won the for the best quarterback. He led the he led K State to the Big Twelve Championship. They lost in the Fiesta Bowl to Oregon, thirty five seventeen. 
why not have a guy who loved the school come back and coach the QBs and look good while you're doing it? And you know what? Maybe he'll be groomed by Snyder, who's dealing with throat cancer, come in and make some, make some headway where he becomes a new head coach. Because I would, you know, you'd love to put it in the hands of somebody who used to play. And I didn't know this, but OJ is up for parole this summer. If you haven't seen the, I know everybody talks about the, the miniseries with Travolta. I'm talking about the documentary on ESPN. I couldn't stop watching it. It was riveting television. You know what? It was a BS sentence he got for this. They were going after him for the Nicole Simpson murder. How do I feel? I used to love OJ. I loved him in the Naked Gun movies. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to let him out. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. But it's interesting to think. I remember the night he was in the Bronco was my birthday. I was in the Yankee game. That was also the night that the Knicks were playing in the finals against the Rockets. And I remember everybody was looking up at the TVs because back then there was no social media. And that was the night he was in the Bronco on my birthday. And they actually did a 30 for 30 on June 17th. And that was my birthday. <laughs> How about that? Crazy, right? Cavs won 116-108 over the T-Wolves. LeBron 25, 8 rebounds, 14 assists. Kyrie Irving at 25. And Wiggins in a loss had 41 points. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Now, we had... Trivia question from last show. Most passing yards by quarterback since 1970 merger in a postseason game. Bernie Kosar went 33-64, 489 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The Browns beat the Jets 23-20 in a divisional game on June, I'm sorry, January 3rd, 1987 in Cleveland. 489, that is the record since 70 by quarterback. 49 by Bernie Kosar. All right, and tonight's question, most yards receiving by a wide receiver in a postseason game. Most yards receiving by a wide receiver in a postseason game. Folks, have a great night. I'm out of here. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your loved ones. And loved ones could be moms, your dog, your cat, your fish, anything. Enjoy the night. Right. Mr. Oakley, I hope things work out with Mr. Dolan. If not, the water will eventually recede and maybe you'll be able to get back together with him. If not, stand tall, stand proud. I love you, man.